play-by-play broadcasting. Also, check out www.abramsboxing.com, Abrams Boxing on YouTube, as well as M. Abrams Boxing on Twitter and Mark Abrams Boxing on Instagram. Hello, boxing fans. Welcome to another edition of the Amos Boxing Show. I'm Mark Amos, and we have a good show for you ahead of this week. We had all the news and uh, reviews of uh, and previews of the fights that are going on. A lot of stuff going on in the world of boxing. About to hit a good spot in March. Uh, March, uh, you know, lack of a better term, a little March Madness. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live at the end of the month, live from Las Vegas, uh, for the David Benavides Caleb Plant Fight Week. Uh, doing podcasting every day live from the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. So uh, let's get right back to it. Uh, this past Sunday in Saudi Arabia, Tommy Fury stayed undefeated, went to 9-0. He scored a eight-round split decision over Jake Paul. Paul goes a 6-1 and one in a fight that just the, – even though the fight was in Saudi Arabia, had a lot of uh, lot of publicity worldwide. They did, did a heck of a job with that. and. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a good fight. I, I actually enjoyed the fight. It was competitive, and uh, Fury got the decision by scores of 76-73 and 76-73 uh, on two cards, 75-74 for Paul on a third card. Um, like I said, it was a good fight, and you know, it was a fight that I want to see again. I, I mean, I had Fury ahead 75-74 on, <clears throat> on my unofficial card. Paul tried <clears throat> to load up on power shots. Fury was very effective with his jab. He showed, you know, the the, the boxing, I guess, um, experience that maybe Paul, you know, I don't know what you would say lacking, but maybe didn't have at this point in his career. But they the two fought on the even terms. Paul got the knockdown in the eighth and final round, but it wasn't enough uh, for Jake Paul. And uh, he's, it looks like he's going to invoke that rematch clause uh, for later this year. So, you know, we'll see if they do it again. Uh, the co-feature saw 39-year-old uh, Badu Jack become a three-division world champion as he stopped uh, Ilanga Jr. Makabu in the 12th and final round to win the WBC Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, uh, Jack dominated the fight for the most part, and uh, he uh, he dropped uh, Makabu early, I believe, round three, and he uh, actually was round four. And just uh, just dominated the fight and stopped Makabu in the twelfth round. And you figure that uh, a couple of years ago, a year ago, uh, Canelo Alvarez. You can see why he maybe wanted to face uh, Makabu to pick up a cruiserweight champ. I would not be surprised after uh, Canelo Alvarez gets through his fight with uh, John Ryder. That's supposed to happen May sixth in Mexico. Maybe we see a Canelo Alvarez Badu Jack fight for the. World WBC Cruiserweight Championship. That could be very interesting. Very interesting fight. Jack, uh, Badu Jack fought, fought very well, while up better than he did in his fight against Richard Rivera uh, this past summer. So uh, kudos to Badu Jack uh, becoming a three-division world champion. Uh, Buddy McGirt trained Zayed Amaluf, who's uh, from Saudi Arabia, got dropped in the first round, but came back to win a unanimous decision over Ronald Martinez. Um uh, Scores were 38-37 across the board. Kid I know pretty well, Moosin Kaysen scored a, uh, who's the younger brother of Hasim Rockman, scored a first-round stoppage over Tyrell Jafarov. Kaysen now is 11-0 with uh, eight knockouts. And to kick off the uh, festivities Sunday in Saudi Arabia, 
Baudir Samarine went to eight nose. He scored a uh, stop, uh, stoppage over Villarreal Simeon, um, 86 seconds, and uh, Samarine uh, got the victory. Saturday night in um, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, Subriel Matias became the IBF 140-pound world champion with a fifth-round stoppage over Jaramillas Ponce. Terrific fight. If anyone has a chance to see the Showtime televised fight, if they didn't, didn't see it, awesome fight. Two stood toe-to-toe -toe and welled away on each other. Matias started breaking uh, Ponce down in round middle round five. You could see that Ponce's output started slowing down. Uh, a late round knockdown from Matias, who's now 19 and one with 19 knockouts. Uh, Ponce is now 30 and one. And uh, after round five, Ponce and his corner had had enough, and uh, the fight was um, was stopped. And uh, Matias is now a. Uh, He's a serious name in the 140-pound division already. Him and Regis Progre has been going at it on uh, social media. That's actually a pretty mouth-watering fight between Progre and Matias. Uh, two, two big punchers. Uh, and uh, two, I think that's an awesome fight if, if it happens. I expect Matias to maybe make a couple defenses, uh, build his name up a little bit more, and you'll maybe see him in uh, Progre at some point. WBA number 10 ranked uh, welterweight Jamal James won a 10-round decision over Alberto Palmetta. Scores were 99-91, 98-92, and 98-92 for the Minneapolis uh, born and bred uh, Jamal James. And kicking off the uh, the televised portion, the Showtime uh, televised portion of the, about uh, super lightweight Elvis Rodriguez went to 14-1-1. As he scored a hard-fought ten-round majority decision over Joseph Adorno, Adorno now seventeen two and two scores were 97-91 in one uh, card, right? Even ninety-four, ninety-four. Adorno uh, was dropped uh, twice in the fight, so uh, that that seemed to be the difference. Uh, could have been the difference. Uh, could have been a draw if uh, Adorno stays upright in those uh, those couple rounds. Uh, Showtime, uh, their YouTube and social media channels showed a couple fights uh, before the uh, big broadcast. Uh, local uh, favorite Vashon Owens scored an upset over former uh, world rank contender uh, Kadridilo Abokakarov. Uh, uh, 10 round now, decision scored 91, 98, 27, 93 for Vashon Owens, who's now 4. 18-3. Abu Kakarov goes to 18-2. Upset sauce Willie Jones go to 9-2. He scored six knockouts. He stopped unbeaten prospect Eric Jackson, who was ten who's now 10-1. First round stoppage over uh, over Jack L. Spencer went to 3-0. Not just second knockout, first round stoppage over Margarito uh, Hernandez. Um, so uh, Spencer is the younger brother of of uh, junior middleweight Joey Spencer will be fighting uh, later this month on the Benavides card against Caleb Plant. He'll be fighting uh, uh, Ramos, Jesus Ramos, in, in the co-feature bout. Former two-division world champion Guillermo Rigondale uh, stopped Jesus Martinez in the first round of a fight that I had the pleasure of broadcasting from the Hialeah Park Casino in Hialeah, Florida, live on BXNGTV.com. Uh, uh, first round stoppage for 
uh, Rigandau, who's now looking. He, I interviewed him after the fight. He wants all the, the smoke at 118 pounds. He wants to become a world champion again. And based on that performance, a, a performance that saw Rigandau just go right after Martinez. A, we don't see that a lot from uh, Rigandau. Uh, Thursday night in California, John Ramirez, the number two ranked uh, super flyweight in the WBA, took a 10-round unanimous decision over Luis Padilla. Ramirez is now 11-0, and 0, scores for 190, 99-91, and 99-91. Also Thursday night, New York, uh, former world champion Heather Hardy outworked uh, Tanya Cardoso, scores a uh, eight-round decision. Scores are 76-76. They were out overruled 78-74, 77-75 for Hardy, who's now 24-2. She wants one more big shot, uh, maybe a world title shot, uh, before she hangs up the gloves. Wednesday night, Richard Van Secklin and Manuel Gallegos battled to a draw. Scores were 96-94 for Gallegos and 95-95 twice. That was on Pro Box TV from Plant City, Florida. This week, Showtime comes back with another triple header. We have the WBC Interim Featherweight Championship. Mark Magsayo and Brandon Figueroa in a battle of former world champions. That should be a good fight. Slight lean towards Figueroa in this fight. I don't know why, I believe that's going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be like the Ponce uh, Matias fight. Two uh, two excellent action fighters who get hit a little bit, and I expect Brandon Figueroa, maybe a majority decision or split decision for Figueroa. That's my prediction here. Also uh, on the card, we will see uh, Jared Hurd, uh, the former unified uh, middle, uh, junior middleweight champion, take on Jose Resendez and Amilcar Vidal take on Elijah Garcia to complete the Showtime triple header. Also uh, Saturday night, I'll be in Newtown, Pennsylvania, BXNG TV. We'll have Isaiah Johnson taking Arturo Sanchez, a nine-fight card RDR promotions. And on WatchBoxing.tv, Torres and Gomez promotions, along with the Chiro Perez, Live fight card from the Dominican Republic, 7.30 p.m. on watchboxing.tv. So uh, th- th- that's the action this week. Uh, this I also had a chance to talk to uh, a rising uh, prospect who's come off his first loss, a uh, big six-foot-nine-inch heavyweight named Christian Thun, and this is how the interview went. Now joining us on the line is once beaten heavyweight Christian Thun, who's be back in action in a couple months. Uh, Christian, originally from Germany, now fighting out Miami, Florida. How are you doing today? I'm very well. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me. How you My doing? pleasure. My pleasure. So uh, for fans out there who haven't seen a lot of you, uh, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. You're eight and one, six knockouts. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your amateur career, you know, uh, when you started boxing and everything. Okay. So I, well, as you just mentioned, I'm uh, German, but I'm actually Italian as well. My father is German. My mother is Italian. I was born in Germany. I then moved to Italy when I was uh, uh, six years old with my mother to then move to the UK, London, when I was 13. So I've been somewhere all over the shop. Um, I moved to Miami around four years ago. And, you know, I love it out here. And this is the place where I want to... Uh, well, I came essentially to train and to take my career to the next level, as they say. Um, I've had going back to my amateur days. I started to box when I was in the UK in England. I'm 14 years old. I had my first amateur fight. You know, the UK amateur boxing scene is great. It was a lot of fun. It was really, uh, you know, a good memory looking back not to those to those times. 
and I turned pro around four years ago. And uh, yeah, something like this. And uh, yeah, I'm now eight and one. Unfortunately, I've lost my last fight. You know, I had a bit of a, bit of a rough time. I and I had a couple of things that were not right, but I'm looking forward to, you know, make up for the loss with plenty more wins and plenty more exciting fights in the, in the near future. Well, before we get into that and everything, so we have Germany, we have Italy, we have London, Miami. What's your favorite place? Oh, back country, Miami. Oh, Miami. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look. Now, why is that? You know, I'm the weather. For now, there's not a cloud in the sky. It's probably 85 Fahrenheit, and it's what, the 1st of March. You know, the weather in uh, in Germany and in uh, in the UK is really, really terrible. I love London. London is like my home. Really. London is a, it's a, it's an amazing city. But unfortunately, the weather is just not really uh, uh, friendly. <laughs> Whereas in Italy, my mom and I, well, my mom comes from a town in northern Italy called Vicenza. It's northeast. It's close to the Alps. So believe it or not, it's... Not the Italy that uh, some of you guys watching may be accustomed to. It's actually quite cold. They're probably the coldest out of the three. It's, uh, uh, you know, my city is uh, goes up to uh, being even a skiing resort. If you drive up the mountain, it turns into a skiing resort. So it is cold. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Miami is just such an international mega city, pretty much in the Caribbean. So <laughs> what do you hate about this? Um, talk about the boxing climate down there in terms of uh, uh, training, sparring, and you know the, the the your needs for your boxing career. I mean, how does that compare to everything uh, that, that you've uh, witnessed, kind of growing up? You know, boxing in Miami is uh, is great. I would probably say it's probably the third on third place in the United States after probably Vegas, LA, both on second place. I would say uh, comes Miami, but. Miami boxing is growing in the you know in the past couple of uh, years or two we see many you know champions come down here to train like Tyson Fury and and you know many others quite a few people have relocated here as well so now I'm lucky enough to you know I've just had a couple of sparring sessions with Philip Hergovich just had a couple of sparring sessions and I will continue to spar with uh, what's his name um, well like a few guys here basically they're they're really quite uh, Quite a few, uh, quite a few guys out here that you know I'm currently working with, and I've been sparring. Joe Bryan is here, and Louis Ortiz is here. Tyson Fury was here. Big Bay Miller is here. Uh, Alan Konasi is here. Um, you, you know, a lot of Jermaine uh, is here as well, who's fighting AJ now. You know, on the eighth of April, actually. So I'm sparring with him now as well. And, you know, things are really moving well, I would say. You know, I've had a surgery on my hand in July, and I had a, I had two broken bones, and the tendon on my thumb, unfortunately, snapped completely. So I've had to, you know, take some time off and really let it heal. You know, bones, they heal quite quick, I would say, but tendons, they need a bit more time to heal. I have a screw in my finger now, which keeps, which keeps everything together. But my hand, thank, you know, thanks God, is, is doing good now. It's doing really good, actually. And I'm really happy to, you know, just progress now and keep moving forward with a healthy hand, finally. So you, you started your career 8-0, and you, like you said, you suffered the disappointing loss uh, to, to Curtis Harper. And, you know, like you said, you hurt your hand and all that stuff. Uh, so, I mean, when you, I mean, I, from what I was told, maybe uh, sometime in May we'll get you back in the ring? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be fighting some sometime in May, so I'm pretty much, you know, fully training now. Um, I'm really, really content and happy where I am. You know, sometimes you may have heard the saying, God works in weird ways. You know, this loss was a really, really good thing for me because I was getting carried away a little bit. I just thought that I could, you know, walk through everybody, just, you know, run across the ring, punch them a few times and beat people up because of my current experience in, 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 in the pro ranks and also, in, you know, inspiring. And unfortunately, you know, this doesn't really work, especially, you know, when you are compromised with a broken hand and, by the way, have not taken training as seriously as you should have taken. So, you know, the blame is fully uh, on me for this loss. And I've learned a lot. And uh, by the way, I'm only human, so I'm going to, I'm bound to make mistakes again. But this mistake I won't make again to come ill-prepared, to show up ill-prepared for a fight. How many, I mean, how many fights do you think it's going to take you to kind of uh, maybe, you know, erase that loss. You know, you win three, four in a row. You are you know, maybe get to 11-1, 12-1. That that loss, you know, becomes almost obsolete in your mind, I would imagine so. Well, in my mind, it's uh, – in my mind, I, I don't want to say it's obsolete. In my, I, 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 remind, I remember Curtis Harper on my deathbed probably. <laughs> it was a quite interesting night for me. But uh, – I think, I mean, in the eyes of the fans, etc. You know, I'm probably gonna, it's probably going to take a couple of fights. Unfortunately, you know, I was really, you know, offered a fight, which unfortunately my opponent didn't accept. Um, you know, I'm I'm really ready to just jump in there and you know avenge my loss in, uh, you know, in really good fashion against really top boys. Really, you know, I know my potential. I know what I can do. It's just a matter now of you know getting back and showing and proving to everybody else what what I can do. Has it been the old, like, uh, you know, you're ain't no coming in this fight, you know, maybe you're calling a bunch of opponents, just they don't want to fight a six-foot-six-inch undefeated heavyweight? Nine. What? <laughs> six-foot-nine. Oh, six-foot-nine. I don't know I don't know why I said six-foot-six. Six. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I was stood next to you one night. Yeah, they, they don't want to fight a six-foot-nine-inch heavyweight. And then you, you suffer a loss. The phone, the, the the phone probably is ringing for you on the other end uh, because is it is is that happened for you uh, yes. in terms of the they see that you get a loss and you know people want people want to fight you then. Absolutely, it's uh, it's very well said actually. My phone has uh, been ringing surprisingly uh, uh, more than what it was before. You know, from guys wanting to fight me. However. You know, I believe that uh, uh, people also know that something was wrong in that fight. You know, they've seen my previous fight, maybe, or the previous two fights in this fight. They knew something was off. And I mean, it was a well-documented uh, injury that I've had. So probably people know that uh, there are some sort of, there was some sort of complications in the camp and on the night, of course. Still, my phone's been ringing and there were a couple of offers, which unfortunately then were turned down kind of last minute by, by the fighters themselves, probably because they just, I mean... They know that uh, you know that was really just a shadow of what what I can be, and you know they they rather fight somebody else who they're certain that they could really beat. You know, basically that's that's I believe the main thing. But for sure, the, the phone started to ring, and you've had plenty of people that were you know asking left and right. But unfortunately, when it came to it, unfortunately they never accepted. I think I asked you this when I saw you uh, a few months ago, uh, being that. There aren't many six foot nine inch heavyweights around there. Surprisingly, you have not really been called into camp to maybe work with some potential 
Tyson Fury opponents, you know, just to give them the same size look and everything like that. You you you, you haven't gotten those calls to to go to those camps. Does that surprise you a little bit? Well, you know what? Actually, it is a bit of a funny one because I'm actually, uh, you know, I'd say I'm Tyson Fury and I we are we're cool with each other, and I used to spend a lot of time. I spent a lot of time with Sugar Hill as well. Mm-hmm. He writes for me to go and you know uh, uh, spar with his opponents. Yeah, it's business got put food on the table, don't you? It's, well, yeah, yeah, I know for sure. But uh, you know, if, if for example I'd be called into Sparusik, I would probably go on Sparusik just because I have not done that yet. Yeah, the really top, top. I mean, I sparred with Orts, but I have not sparred somebody in the likes of Usik. So I would actually probably, I would probably go and do that. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been called in for. Uh, um, I mean, I sparred pretty much everybody. I mean, I really say I really sparred so many people. It's actually really shocking. Uh, come on, uh, like the list of people that sparred is really crazy from Vladimir Klitschko to Joshua to Tyson Fury to Luz Ortiz to Efa uh, Jagba, Jar Anderson, uh, uh, Big Baby Miller. I, I mean, so many people. Really. It's, uh... it, it, and I, I would imagine you've taken a little bit in every every one of those instances, you've probably taken a little bit from you know, all those experiences and added it to, to your game, maybe, uh, you know, whether you did well or maybe not as well, you you, you probably, you know, uh, gained a lot of knowledge being in it. You just mentioned probably, you know, with the exception of Usyk, maybe, you know, you know, most of the top five, top 10 heavyweights out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've learned so much, uh, you know, in, in, in inspiring all of these guys. Um, you know, other people say that you don't want to get the sparring partner mentality and all this stuff, but that's really up to you. Yes. You're saying like that you go to school and you don't want to get this like a school mentality once you go to work. You like it's just so silly this kind of thing. You you go there to you know learn to perform, and you know if if you don't perform, by the way, you get sent home really quick. So it's not like you just go there and and and, and you know just get punched around. You know? It's actually a really competitive, and, and especially the camps are like. Joshua and Fury and all these like really top top guys. You you get sent home with this. But so you um, so you, so you get back in the ring in May. What's the rest of two two thousand twenty three look like in a perfect uh, a perfect world? Are you trying to maybe get three in before the end of the year? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to get three fights in by the end of the year. It'll probably be you know. Uh, um, I mean, we'll see now. We'll see. I would probably imagine it'd be some mediocre fights with slow step-ups, kind of, you know. But uh, who knows? If the call comes and I get offered to fight any of, you know, the, the current uh, 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 top guys out there and, you know, the, the terms are fair, I take it. It's uh, uh, really, it's uh, it's uh, certain I would take this fight as long as the terms are somewhat fair and, you know, I get a couple, I mean, I get like a six weeks, like a fair share for, you know, uh, for the fight, mm-hmm. uh, you, yeah, but three fights for sure. You met, you mentioned, you know, uh, wh- wh- how many amateur fights did you have? I just want to step back a little bit. How many? 49. 49. So, 49. E- even though you were in another country, we see a lot of these fighters who are from, you know, Germany and England, whatever. The, you hear 150, 200, 300 amateur fights. You, yeah. you, you, you didn't have that, that you didn't no. have that mind. No, no, I, I did. Well, you know what? Actually, many of the fighters. I mean, in England, this is a very solid amateur circuit, but it's not as uh, 
as frequent, they don't have as many frequent events as, for example, like in Eastern Europe. I mean, Eastern Europe, you fight every other, uh, every other weekend like in a sports hall. In England, you actually used to have proper dinner shows and hotels and really mm -hmm. fight really, really good events, I believe it or not. At York Hall, I even fought as an amateur, you know. And uh, so it just takes a bit more time to just develop, I guess, because the system is different. And, you know, in England, you only have one national tournament per year, really. I mean, I agree with two. It's the so-called ABAs. Uh, lost in the London final against Joe Joyce on this particular year that I've taken part in the ABAs. And then, uh, well, arguably you have another cup, like it's called the Box Cup, towards the end of the year. It's like a four-day event or five-day event or something. And I actually won that in 2013, 14, 12, I don't even know, like a while ago. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, mainly in Eastern Europe, they just have hundreds of fights. It's crazy. They fight every weekend, on like, like in an like like empty sports hall, kind of. So the commission is very organized that to just like a factory just keep making events and events <laughs> last uh, question before i let you go uh you mentioned some of the heavyweight fights and we'll get your predictions on a couple of the heavyweight fights should uh, fury Nusik fight who do you like Fury. um i think he's going to win just because he's uh I really think that he's just too big and he's gonna he's going to box him at length like we used to see him perform like you know like maybe like two or three years ago and I think that he's going to steal the round and you know once he lands he can also hurt you he can really he can really bang as well Tyson so I really think that he's going to he he, he has Usyk's number a, a fight that may go that's supposed to go to purse bid. You just mentioned you've been working with Philip Herjevic. He, he rumors him fighting Andy Ruiz. What, what do you think of that one? It's a good fight, actually. It's really, really, uh, it's a really, really good fight. This is. I really like both. I really can see both doing well in this fight. It's a matter of he man of who manages to be more stubborn with their strategy. You know, uh, Andy Ruiz is very good at making you fall asleep. He just Plots around the ring and suddenly he just explode and you think that you're pretty much just cruising and suddenly just explode with like two or three really intense uh, uh, actions which may really hurt you. So Philip Hergo is going to have to keep him at, at distance at all costs and stay sharp throughout the entire you know twelve rounds. And uh, Andy Ruiz, uh, in order for in order for Andy Ruiz to do it, he's going to have to close the gap as we all know. He's going to have to counter in between the shots that the Philip Hergovich throws. And you know, do some damage there. It's really, it's a, it's a, it's a great fight. I'd really like to see that fight as a pure boxing fan. And uh, you just mentioned there you have it. We see the full interview with um, Christian Thune on Abrams Boxing on YouTube. Just a few uh, news items: the IBF ordered Melvin Lopez and Emmanuel Rodriguez to fight for their vacant IBF uh, bantamweight uh, championship. Amanda Serrano uh, got hurt, so May 20th uh, will be pushed back for, for a big rematch in Ireland against Katie Taylor. Uh, big Baby Anderson will take on uh, George Arias on April 8th as the co-feature for Shakur Stevenson and uh, Yoshina. Also, um, Keyshawn Davis will take on Anthony Yigit on that card broadcast live on ESPN. The big fight was announced uh, on Friday between Gervonta Davis and Ryan Garcia, that fight will take place on April 22nd in Las Vegas. Date to be determined. We will be there live all week from Las Vegas. Can't wait for that one. Also, um, 
The WBO uh, mini flyweight uh, championship uh, was won by Golden Boy P- Promotions. The first bid, Oscar Colazzo against Melvin Jerusalem. Um, let's hear another one. The WBC ruled that uh, Connor Ben has been reinstated following his failed uh, uh, drug test uh, back uh, you know, a couple months ago when he was supposed to fight Chris Eubank Jr. So, uh, yeah, th- that's it. Like I said, we're up against it. Christian Thune did it. It was a great interview, so we, we let it run a little bit longer. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us this week. We will talk to you next week live on the Abrams Boxing Show.